Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Thanks for listening to Activate, a podcast from Journey Church International. I'm Brandon Reeb, and today we have a very special podcast. This is our Mother's Day edition, and joining me today is Pastor Christian Newsom and his wife, Danielle. So welcome, Danielle. Glad you're glad you're here with us today. So today we're going to continue our discussion on our current series, Family Strong, Fighting for Your Family. But before we jump into our conversation from this weekend's message, let's get to know uh, you uh, you two a little bit. Um, I know many people who attend JCI know, know you all both very well, but there may be listeners out there who are not familiar. So Danielle, thank you for hanging out with us today. How long have you guys been married? And, and tell us, I'm intrigued. How did you meet Christian? Well, we've been married um, 17 years, almost 18 this summer, and we actually got introduced my senior year of high school. I was touring Liberty University, and the chancellor of the school walked me into the middle of the football players' workout and called over, Christian, son, come over here. And it was Christian (laughs) Newsom, and he introduced me to him, told me what a great guy he was spiritually. And wouldn't you know, a year later when I went back to school as a freshman, we happened to get um, reconnected, and I think four months later, we were... Um, engaged and six months later we were married so it went wow. pretty fast after that wow so t- take take a moment and tell us a little bit about your kids uh, what are their names and and how old are they yeah so we have a christian christian newsom the second and he's 15 years old and then our daughter casey is 13 all right so two teenagers how's that going it's fun <laughs> <laughs> good 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 so, Christian, take a moment and, and tell us, what are some of Danielle's greatest attributes as a mom? Sure. So, you know, I told Danielle, so Danielle and I met when I was a sophomore in college, and she was a uh, senior in high school. Uh, then we got reacquainted at Liberty and just started hanging out as friends. Uh, and honestly, you know, had been hanging out a couple times. Um, I was really locked in on football. She was trying to start school. Uh, and we were hanging out before the night of our first football game. We were going to travel to Boone, North Carolina and play Appalachian State. Uh, it would be my first start and I was really nervous and she could tell I was nervous. Uh, and before we kind of departed for the night, she, um, she said, can I pray for you? And I said, yeah, of course. Thinking like, like before she went to bed or something, she would pray for me. And she stopped right there in, in, uh, in her car where we were sitting and she just prayed like out loud with me sitting right beside her. Um, you know, she closed her eyes and prayed. I kind of watched her the whole time because I'd never, I'd never had a girl pray for me. Uh, and I decided in that moment, um, that I was going to marry her. Uh, two nights later, I was talking to my mom, said, met the girl I'm going to marry. Um, and mom said, how do you know? And I said, she prayed for me. Uh, so there's always been a deep spiritual respect and a spiritual attraction, uh, that I've had to, um, to Danielle. Uh, obviously we get along great. We laugh. We have a lot of fun. Um, you know, she is my best friend and my most constant companion. Um, but I just, man, I really, really respect her spiritually. I lean on her spiritually. Uh, and I think God opened my eyes and my heart to her because of her connection to him. And I still really, really rely on that and admire that in her 18 years later. And you see a lot of that in her life as a mom too, right? Oh gosh, yeah. I, I'm sure if you ask my kids to list, you know, their favorite things about their mom, you know, there'd be dozens. But one of them would be, um, you know, her leading worship. They love to watch her sing and and lead people uh, spiritually. 
Uh, and I, you know, I think they talk about her praying with them. Um, I think they talk about her, you know, her Bible reading life, her spiritual conversations uh, with them. You know, she's just a, she is a spiritual leader um, in our household, and and she's a, a great spiritual influence and help in my life. So Christian, let's let's jump into your message from this weekend. We're in a series uh, called Family Strong. The title of the message was The Faith of a Mother. And uh, you talk specifically about a woman named Rebecca. And one of the statements you said is that it is often the mother who arranges the unforgettable moments in the life of a family. Can you share just a little bit deeper of how Rebecca did that in the life of her family? Yeah, so this has been an incredible series, Brandon. You know, we started the entire series focused on the faith of Jacob, mm -hmm. and we kind of wrap back around to Jacob. I mean, you know, this was a man who reset his family around spiritual things, mm -hmm. but it would have never happened had it not been for his mother, Rebecca, Rebecca who kind of set in motion for the first time his spiritual life. We started this series with Jacob coming back to a place where he had met God 20 years early. That that happened right after this event where Rebecca set up Jacob to know God and to claim the promises in his life. Um, so you say, how, you know, how does a mother, really how does any parent um, set up their their child for spiritual success? How does any parent really get in the middle of their child's story? Well, it starts with Rebecca with a call. You know, I said early in the message that Rebecca was a, she was a, a promise chaser mm -hmm. and a promise keeper. Um, Rebecca, when you look at the wives of the patriarchs, the patriarchs are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you look at their beloved wives, um, Sarah and Rebecca, and then Rachel and Leah. Uh, Rebecca was the only one of the three that really um, that really was a promise chaser. She heard what God had promised Abraham and his family before she said yes to Isaac, and she said yes not to Isaac, but to the promise right. of Isaac and his family. She she wanted to be connected to God through a family in a significant way that would bless the world. So it's, it started with a desire to be connected to God and to have influence for him. Um, then it went to a call. You know, she asked God what what's supposed to be uh, the direction of my kids' lives. And in Genesis 25, we see God have a conversation with her that he doesn't have with Isaac. Mm. Uh, it's possible that Isaac wasn't asking God what's supposed to be going on with my kids. So she had a heart for her own relationship with God. She had a heart for her kids' relationship with God. Um, and then she just monitored that through life and and directed her kids. I think she kept open doors that they needed to walk through. Um, we see her in Genesis 27, closed doors that would be dangerous for them to walk through. Uh, and at some point she had to get very, very hands on and like grabbing them by the back of the back of the shirt and say, mm -hmm. no, don't go that way. Go this way instead. And when both her boys and her husband didn't like that, she held firm. Um, she had to choose whether she was going to chase the promise or stop with the problem. Mm. And even though we really find an ethical dilemma presented, yeah. she said, you know, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong chasing the promise rather than be right stopping with a problem. Great. So, Danielle, a question for you. Um, we often hear that in that the father should be the spiritual leader of the house, but I think you would agree that doesn't ever negate a mother's spiritual influence. Would you take a moment and in your years of ministry 
and, and relating with mothers and women, discuss how a mom can play a spiritual significant role in the life of her family? I really think um, as a mom, it's our job to be the number one encourager in our home. Um, I had this modeled really well for me um, from my mother, and I think it inspired me in my own parenting today. But as a mom, I think there's so many ways that we can encourage our children, our family. Um, spiritually, we can really encourage them to be their best spiritually, to encourage them to follow hard after God. But we can also encourage them in the dream for their life. We can encourage them in their leadership gifts and their spiritual gifts. Um, we can encourage them to engage in relationships at church and to serve and to give and we can use um, kind of teachable daily moments to challenge and to speak life and encouragement into our kids. I actually had a situation like this um, happen just yesterday with me with one of my children and probably a lot of people wouldn't have considered it a encouraging moment necessarily but I was able to witness um, something that happened with one of my kids that I realized needed some coaching. It was a situation that could have been handled a little bit better by them and just a thing that I think if would have went unchecked in their life could be a hindrance to them later on um, as an adult. Something I just witnessed and was able to to talk to my child about it, um, you know, my teenagers who are getting ready to be adults, and just kind of speak into that situation and encourage um, them how they could have handled it better. Um, but also just to encourage the, the great aspects to, of their personality, because a lot of times our great aspects of our personality can also be our greatest weaknesses sometimes. So I really feel like the best way um, that we can encourage as a mom, though, is is to be that person ourselves. You know, I, I recognize that my kids are looking at me. They want to see, you know, does it really matter being close to God? You know, does it really matter the kind of friends I hang out with? Does it does it really matter the leadership gifts I have? Like, are you using yours? Are you are you doing these things or are you just telling me I should do them? So I think that's one of the greatest ways that moms can um, kind of set the pace in their family. Sure, sure. So, Danielle, perhaps listening to this podcast right now, there's a single mom who's listening and maybe the father of her children is spiritually absent. Um, take a moment, if you don't mind, and encourage that mom who carries the weight of being the primary faith influencer in the life of her children. What, what can she practically do to find the support she needs to fulfill this role? Yeah, well, first of all, if you're a single mom and you're listening to this podcast, we just want to tell you um, we admire you so much. I know Christian and I have talked so many different times when we're um, carting our kids different areas, you know, when we're kind of like ships passing in the night and um, when we have multiple doctor's appointments and school activities, we always talk about, man, how do single moms do this? So first, we just want to say we really admire you and we hope you know that our church is here for you, that we love and support you. And if there's ever anything that we can do to minister to you, we sure hope that you'll reach out. But I think the greatest advice that I would give to a single mom is just to encourage you that you don't have to do this alone. Um, I think one of the greatest things that we read about in scripture is that God never left anyone alone to fend for themselves. I mean, he saw Adam after only a short amount of time and he provided Eve. Uh, Moses, who felt insufficient for the role that God had called him to, he gave him Aaron. Uh, David, who was being hunted by his father-in-law, he gave him Jonathan and then a group of mighty men. Um, Mary, who was getting ready to be, you know, 
kind of divorced in a sense from her fiance because of her pregnancy. God gave her Elizabeth to share the joys of her pregnancy without early days. Um, and then Jesus never sent the disciples out by themselves. So I think we can really look at a long history of examples in the Bible of the way that God has always provided for a community to come around you and support you. I think the greatest thing that you could really embrace as a single mom is to get involved in your church. Um, find a small group, find a group of friends, find a group to serve with who can help um, carry the burden and support you and love, um, love on you and your kids. That's, that's really practical advice. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, let, let me ask you another question because you're on a roll right now. Christian mentioned, mentioned in his message that Rebecca made a decision or made decisions for her family birthed in trust and obedience. Can, can you share with us from the perspective of a mom who carries the responsibility of leadership of a growing ministry, growing kids, and ultimately supporting an encouragement to her husband, how, how have you had to make a decision about your family birthed in trust and obedience to God? That's a hard question because I think I've probably learned the most from my failures in mothering. And if you're listening to this conversation, probably the chances are that more days you feel like a failure than you feel like a success. Probably anyone who's a parent um, can identify that. I think, um, you know, it didn't take too long for me after my first child became a teenager to realize that I had no control. <laughs> um over my kids, like I really thought I did, which is funny because when they're little, you're you're just very controlling of what they eat and where they go, and and then they start to get older, and you realize that my job is obedience, and God's job is the result. So I feel like the older my kids are getting, I'm realizing that my job is to put them in an environment um, where they can connect with God, where they can potentially have the most success, but then really I just have to release them. I have to be obedient in my job as a mom. And then I just have to trust God and release them to him, praying that um, ultimately that he's going to speak into their life. That verse that when you raise a child in the way that they will go, that, um, you know, the truth won't depart from them. So that's my prayer for my kids and just praying every day that God will get a hold of their hearts, um, that he'll help them to be close to him and that they would grow up to have a great love for God and for, and for people. Good. So Christian, um, I'm still reflecting on the statement you made in your message. The greatest Christian dads need the support of a strong Christian mother. Uh, when I hear this, I, I think of my own mom, who was and still is an incredible support to me and my family. I also think of my own wife, who, who frankly, I couldn't imagine doing ministry without her by my side. So, Christian, take a moment and describe how your mom and, and your wife, Danielle, encourages you and supports you as a strong Christian dad. Well, let me first thank you for asking me another question, since this is the Activate <laughs> Podcast with Christian Newsom. Um, it's glad your to, name is yeah, on it. Yes, it's, yeah, I'm glad to be glad to be back on the podcast for a minute. This will uh, be the most popular podcast because Daniel. There's is no with question. Us. Yeah, yes. we pro probably yeah need to uh, rename and rebrand the thing. Um, you know, my my dad was my spiritual hero. My mom was my spiritual example. I mean, that's that's just the way that that I was raised. I, I wanted to be like my dad, um, but it, you know, it was my mom, you know, whose dad pastored her entire life who really taught me spiritual disciplines. Uh, it was my mom who I'd go wake up in the middle of the night when I was scared, who would who would pray for me. Uh, it was my mom who I would call when when I failed. I mean, my mom was really the spiritual heartbeat of our family. 
And I think my kids would probably tell you, you know, dad is the spiritual leader of our family, but mom is the spiritual heartbeat uh, of our of our family. Um, you know, Danielle mentioned the the word encourage. You know, I, I would say Danielle encourages me. Uh, Danielle inspires me. She uh, holds me accountable. She challenges me. Um, you know, she comforts me. I mean, she she is all those things spiritually to me. Uh, that that I needed a friend. I mean, it's I'm glad I have found it in a wife. Um, but it, you know, it, Danielle is the friend that Ecclesiastes four nine through twelve talks about. That if you know one person's alone, they might fall. Um, you know, but if but if two people are there, that's going to be hard, harder. Da- you know, Danielle has been that person that God's brought into my life to to be my spiritual best friend. Um, and for our kids, I just you know I I think they learn best. Uh, spiritually by by watching uh, both Danielle and I, our successes, our failures, our interactions, um, you know, our our spiritual walk on our own, our spiritual walk together. Uh, so, I, you know, I think I think all those things are uh, are true. And it's interesting, you know, when we when we look back through Scripture, you know, we see people like Zipporah. Uh, Moses' wife, who had to step in when Moses, this great spiritual leader, got more focused on ministry than family. Zipporah had to step in and say, you're off base. Uh, we see Rebecca here with one of the forefathers of the uh, Jewish faith have to step in. Um, you know, we, we even see Bathsheba. If you fast forward to the story of David, uh, when God made it very, very clear that Solomon was supposed to be king, and one of David's sons was off proclaiming himself king. It was Bathsheba who came in and said, hang on, we're going in the wrong direction. And even when you when you study the genealogy of Jesus in the book of Matthew, you know, you see these names of women appear because they were crucial. They were the glue of holding the faith uh, of all these generations together. And Danielle, is, is that for us? Uh, I believe mothers and grandmothers can be that in their family. I believe single moms can be that. I believe single dads uh, can be that. Everything Danielle said about single uh, mothers is true of single parents, whether it's the mom or the dad. Um, you know, but on on this Mother's Day podcast, we certainly celebrate the faith of moms uh, who will fight for their family, like Rebecca, like Zipporah, like Danielle does with us. Hmm. So we're wrapping up our Family Strong series. It's been a great great series. We've been hearing a lot of um, people who have said this has really challenged them and as parents. And uh, listen, I appreciate you leading us well in this area. Any final thoughts uh, from either you or Chris, uh, or you or Danielle in this area of Family Strong um, to, to wrap up our podcast today? Well, you hear me talk a lot right from the stage and on the podcast, um, you know, about these moments in our world, these uh, these words. Uh, these morning moments, bedtime blessings, dinner dinner time discussions, worry walks. Um, you know, we talked last uh, last week about sharing our story, sharing our failures, walking with a limp. Um, Danielle is the only person that can verify whether or not that really happens in our in our household. Uh, so we'll we'll close this um, podcast season um, by letting Danielle just give you a glimpse into whether our family lives this uh, or not by you know describing even this last month in our family and how we've how we've tried to be even more intentional doing what we're teaching. Good. So Danielle, what's this look like in your house? Um, man, I think it's been great for our family. Our kids are a little older, obviously, which makes our um, conversations with them. Honestly, I think a lot of people get scared as their kids get into teenage years. That was probably my first reaction until I realized what a great blessing it is. You can start to have more um, 
more real, yeah, meaningful, deeper conversations. So I feel like my kids have opened up in new ways because we care what they have to say. Um, they really enjoy that. We really want to know how they're feeling, you know, how they're doing, how we can get better as a family. The fact that we're letting them speak into our development, our growth as a family, um, is really kind of, I think, turning on something new in them, um, making them more aware about ways that our family can get better. So I think it's been really enjoyable for us to just get to experience them not as just our kids but as people like (laughs) as individual people that are going to grow up and be adults and leave our house in a few years sadly so it's been really it's been good for our family it's been a great exercise and a great reminder for us to just be more intentional that's good it's really fun to see your kids mature isn't it oh yeah 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 some days more than than other days Well, perhaps this conversation today has sparked some questions for you. We'd love to answer those questions on the next podcast. Um, you can send us an email, activate at takethejourney.cc, and we will answer them on our next pack podcast. So thank you for listening today. And just a quick programming note, we will be moving into our summer podcast schedule. And our goal is to release one podcast uh, a month. So, so stay tuned for uh, our next podcast in June, where we will challenge you to build a faith that is active.